Welcome to Beyond the Wire with Scott and Danielle. We're so glad that you're here with us today. Uh, we're going to be discussing the invisible prison of addiction. We're so glad that you're here with us. And just remember that cocaine is never the solution unless you dissolve it in water. I know. It's a joke. Okay. Joke. So anyhow, so we're going to talk about three things today. We're going to talk about how addiction entered into my life. We're going to talk about when I realized that I was actually in an invisible prison of addiction. And then we're going to talk about the third thing about my way out of the invisible prison. So if you're watching today, you might be saying, yeah, is this helpful to me? Well, you know, it might be helpful to you if you're an addict, obviously, but uh, if you're not an addict, you probably know somebody who is, and you may have wondered, you know, why, why are they doing what they're doing? Why do they keep repeating the thing that they're doing that doesn't seem to make sense? So this can help you uh, maybe get inside their brain today and maybe have some things that you can offer them to help them as well. Um, and just remember too, um, addiction comes in many forms, right? And I'm going to keep talking. So, Scott. Want to tell us at what point in your life that you knew that um, addiction had come in? Addiction, when I was about 12 years old, um, I got invited to a party and then I ended up, you know, drinking, drank one beer, got drunk, uh, one beer, no, one beer, got wasted, passed out. Right. And then it was, you know, within a year, you know, I was getting drunk on the weekends, skipping school to get drunk. You know, seventh, seven, eighth grade, uh, friends and I are like drinking and, you know, and then just experimenting with acid and then uh, later on getting into cocaine and just, you know, just, but, but that it all began at 12 years old, just messing around with friends at, at parties, you know? So it's not even like uh, you got to be in some crazy situation. I mean, right. kids are experimenting, experimenting and, and you know, and, and a lot of times, um, when we take that first drink and we take that first drug, we just think that we're young and we're having fun, but all the while we're stepping behind the wire of an invisible prison and we don't even know it. We just think that we're just, you know, at a party having a good time and we have no perception on right, right, right. what could happen years down the road where it can lead us to. So you had no idea that that was going to happen. Right. right, you're just having fun. Right. Was there some history in your family? I know you said that there was some history. Right, there's uh, alcoholism on both sides of the family. Um, so, you know, we had it going on in there. So there's generational things, and that's biblical. Um, there is, it can be passed down. Uh, right. We talk about it as like a bend. Uh, or in 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 a in a family line where it, where we 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 ended up inheriting that bend, you know, and right, it right. and it sets us up, you know, it sets us up for a harder road. But I mean, in Christ, that we can be able to follow our way out of that thing. So, like, you can be set up maybe spiritually um, and even genetically, because we know that alcoholism is it's genetic, also, right? Mm -hmm. So you're immediately hooked, right? You know, and it, it was a, it was a, it was a spiritual thing. Uh, it was a physical thing. So even from the beginning of that physical battle, all the way in, you know, for genetically, but also with this spiritually as well. Right. Um, so it was just, you know, it was there, you know. So sin at first is is fun, right? I mean, if if sin wasn't fun, we we wouldn't be tempted to do it, right? If if sin looked bad, we would be like, okay, that looks bad. But initially, sin sin just looks like harmless fun, right? 
The way that it works, though, is that it gradually um, gets a hook in, right. and the hook gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Right. So by the time that hook was in you so deep that you realize, like, oh no, right. I'm in a trap. Like, when do you remember realizing you were trapped? You know, uh, probably about ten years later. You know, it's just like uh, the the glamour of drinking and using drugs, if there even is any, wears off over time, especially after you, you know, after relationships fail, after, I mean, I'm talking about with just, maybe with, uh, if you're a man or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, like with intimate relationships with men or women, you know, whatever that, whatever that it means to you, but uh, as those are, continue to get damaged, uh, the relationships maybe with your children, with your parents, just family members, uh, everything begins to deteriorate over time. You know, uh, addiction slowly but surely takes control of your life. And it starts out with those first little bit. But I realized probably about 10 years into it, you know, it's just that that um, glamour, if there was ever any, just was wearing out. It was, uh, you know, the, all the damage has been done. And, you know, if you're, as the addiction uh, gains ground on you, it gains territory on you, because it is spiritual, uh, as it gains territory on you, um, you become a slave to it, and now addiction is leading your life, and you're not. And it just creates a trail of destruction wherever you go, and it just permeates into all of your relationships um, as it grows. And it, there's like there's, a, and if you're like me, there's a, there's been a moment in your life, maybe it's been in the past, maybe it is now, where you're like, man, I really want to stop, but I can't. But I realize that I am a prisoner because I've tried. I've made a lot of promises. I've made a, a, a heartfelt promises. Like, man, I really want to stop. I really want to give this thing up. But here I am. I'm still a prisoner. I'm still stuck, and I can't find my way out. But I want to. So you know, we know like some people we would say are functional addicts or functional alcoholics, where they can manage to live a, a semi-normal life on the surface. You are not in that category, though. Right. You are not functional. Thank God for that. Right. Um, because m maybe I would have never needed Christ. You know, and you know that's a. That's a that's a very dangerous place to be in is when you're functional um, because you can maintain. fit it, you can maintain and fit right. it in your schedule. For me, I was from one extreme to the next. Right. Like it got a, as it got a hold of me. Like I was just from one peak to one valley to one valley to one peak. Mm -hmm. There was no consistency, and then not only was my life such a uh, up down and all around mess. Like I brought that with me wherever I went. So right. that crazy up down and around uh, nightmare came into everybody's lives that I that I went into. It's kind of like, you know, I'm running from responsibility, I'm running from life, I'm running from reality, you know, I'm running into the, you know, all the, uh, away from God, uh, away from the law, all these different things, and like, addiction was leading my life, but it was running away from all the things that were important. It's kind of like Jonah in the Bible, you know, like, uh, as he was running from the call of God on his life, uh, he was not only harming himself that he almost died, he almost drowned, but he almost wrecked a whole ship full of people. Like so, wherever his d disobedience, as he was running away from the call of God, like it was not just affecting his life where he was on the verge of dying himself, but everybody that was he was stepping into their lives. When I thought, when I think about it, when he stepped onto their boat, he stepped into their lives. And like whenever we step into people's boats, whenever we step into their lives and, and we're uh, running from the call of God or we're in, in a disobedience with 
maybe through addiction like that we're talking right now that everybody's in danger like yes. we're in danger yes. our kids are in danger our families are in danger the people we care everybody that's connected around us is in danger mm-hmm. of our lives and a lot of times uh, selfish people uh, that are being led by addiction uh, they're, they're like why is everybody upset I'm the one that's going through this I'm my body's being damaged or I'm sick or I'm uh, landing in jail or I'm in the crazy but really it's like all that crazy is we're infecting everybody else with it you know everybody's being affected would you say that you were a selfish person back then <laughs> you think <laughs> the, well, no. yeah, I don't know. let me ask you a rhetorical question <laughs> but seriously like you were completely right self-absorbed, self-absorbed you um, were number one yep and getting it, what you wanted or getting what you needed. What can I subtract from you to be able to thing. feed this addiction, right. to be able to feed this habit? Because it begin, it just overtakes you over time and it just right. becomes the source of your life. Like when I was making my first steps into um, leaving this life of addiction, of drugs and alcohol, and your addictions could be different, I mean, but they all can, they're all can be just as powerful and just as strong and get just as rooted in you. Uh, but when I was making those steps, it now I couldn't even really perceive and comprehend of like what would my life even be like without drugs and alcohol in it because my life revolved around it like we were more we were we were born and made to be our lives revolved around God yeah and my life the God of my life was drugs and alcohol so my life revolved around that so everything all my decisions like the things that I thought about the things that I talked about uh, my the if I even had a strategy, I don't even call it my strategy for life. I had no real target for life, but everything revolved around when I would get more drugs and I would get more alcohol. So my life, all my decisions were based off of the next hire, the next, you know, getting the booze or whatever I was doing. So it's like the thought of like taking that out of my life. It's like, what the heck else would do? And the answer was, and always will be, God, like God fills that void. He gives that you the, purpose. He gives us purpose. Right. He gives us a target for life. Right. Um, he gives us the fulfillment, the satisfaction that we're actually desperately looking for um, through a relationship with Him. Because that that void that we're trying to fill with these different addictions is really the void. It's called an eternity that God hid in the hearts of men and women that you know that he only he can fulfill so I was desperately searching for to this fulfillment and the satisfaction uh, that God had hidden an eternity in our heart and that's what I was trying to fill it with and it was drugs and alcohol and I was always coming up short and the, the, the longer I was doing it the more it was getting rooted and stronger and more powerful in my life so it got to a point where like I said I went from introducing it into my life in around 12 to 10 years later, like, all right, I'm a prisoner to this yeah. thing. I'm a slave. I can't even get out of it if I want to. I made a thousand promises that I actually meant. Um, I made a lot of decisions, uh, programs, rehabs, halfway houses, homeless shelters, jail after jail, prison after prison. And you were program, trying. And I was trying program after program. When I would get locked up, I would get in something. I wouldn't just hang out in jail or in prison like I was getting some education and a lot of different programming but it was the information without the power of God so it was like that's where I was falling short and the education the knowledge was incredible I needed that but I had no power to be able to fulfill it to be able to walk it out to live out what I knew 
kind of like what Paul says, and he says, the things that I want to do, I can't do, and the things I don't want to do, right. that's what I do. Well, the, the, the story behind that is, is that we need the power of God to give us the strength we need to be able to fulfill what we know, because a lot of people that are stuck like Chuck, like I was, in drugs and alcohol, it has nothing to do with how smart you are and how educated. It has nothing to do with education. It has to do with the spiritual condition that we're right. bound, that we're locked up, and we need the power of God to liberate us, to right. set us free. And that can happen for you. So the people in your life that were walking through this with you, like your family, mm -hmm. your friends, your girlfriends, whatever, like, they couldn't understand. Right. And what would you tell the people who are walking through this with a, with an addict that they love what what kind of advice would you give them that they're just as confused as you are and that's the that's the crazy reality of this like you're you're standing there it's two people that are completely oblivious and confused in in many ways shapes and forms on of why they're doing what they're doing because if you're if you're an addict or an alcoholic and you've been messing around committing crimes and all those kind of things you're like, I just want to stop and I can't. And then the, the family member, the friend, the person that loves you that's on the other side that's not an alcoholic, that's not an addict, that's not really in that grind, uh, they're like, what the heck is wrong with you? And it's two people standing there not knowing what, what the problem is, but the person that's the addict and alcoholic doesn't don't they they don't have the perception or even the way to be able to explain that to express that to the person and the and the person on the other side really doesn't understand it anyway so it's like two confused people the answer and the solution is it's Christ but there's spiritual there, there are spiritual uh, consequences that are happening that are imprisoning us um, and we're in in a lot of times we're trying to understand or fight a spiritual battle, 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 battle. It's a good. It's word. a battle. It's a good word. I like it. <laughs> we're you. trying to. We're trying to fight a spiritual battle physically. Right. We're 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 trying to. Uh, per, we we're not even a. We, you can't even perceive that there's a spiritual battle until there's a. Then you have the spirit of God in you. So it's like we're in this physical fight. We're physically fighting this spiritual battle, and we just we're getting our butt kicked day in and day out. We don't we don't understand why. the The answer is is that we are in a spiritual battle, mm -hmm. in spiritual people that are born again. That you have the spirit of God in you. You begin to perceive that there it really is a spiritual battle. That this isn't um, just some story or some inner something to try to entertain you uh, to make you feel better about your life. Right. Like the Bible's not some self help book. Okay. It's, 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 it's God help book. <laughs> it's not, it's not a, you know, it's, it's the inspired word of God and it is the truth yeah. and the word of God says the truth sets you free. So yes. as you get the truth, the truth begins to come into your life and begins to set you free. We're, we're, we're so bound in this invisible prison of these, of repeating things in our lives stronger and stronger and stronger. And we're in this, uh, spiritual prison that we're bound that we're locked up and we're trying to make sense of it physically and and, and until we step into uh, a spiritual relationship and, and begin to, to uh, this to be revealed to you what we're talking about we're, we're, we're just going to be stuck we're not going to wish our way out of this thing okay I made a thousand promises I, I made it I was in a thousand programs um, I'm I may you know and I was stuck and until 
I got into a relationship with Christ, that's when the power of God came into my life and gave me the strength to be able to make these decisions uh, to go uh, to leave this invisible prison. But I needed to partner partner with God. Um, a lot. I have a lot of different family friends and stuff that are unbelievers that they don't get it, but they know something has happened. Right. And that's okay. That 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 doesn't. You know, people aren't going to understand. You know, and. Um, but the fact of the matter is you were enslaved and now you're free. Right. And I didn't just decide, hear me now, I didn't decide one day I'm going to stop drinking, I'm going to stop using drugs, right. I'm going to stop committing crimes, and I'm going to live a different life because I've lived this way for the past 22 years, trapped in addictions for 22 years. I'm just going to, I've, I've hurt enough people now. I've made enough crazy in my life. Right. I've made enough crazy in everybody else. I didn't make that decision. It wasn't a simple matter of your will. Right. I made a decision to begin to pursue Christ, and then he began to unravel right. these chains that were upon my life. And, and, and not only that, but began to lead me out in his strength to be able to leave that invisible prison that I was locked into addiction for a couple of decades. So you didn't have the power to get yourself free, but he had the power to get you free. Exactly. So when you, briefly, we're almost out of time, but when you began to get free, mm -hmm. what were the steps that you took? What, what advice would you give to get somebody started? What did you do to get started? I began to read the Bible. I began to, um, well, first I began to read the Bible, and then through reading the Bible, Revelation began to come that God was given me that I needed to be born again. When I became born again, that means the accepting Christ as your Savior, reading the Word of God and believing that He died on the cross for you. And as as I began to read the Word first, that, that revelation began to come of that maybe that, that this is real. Faith began to, to grow in my life. Right. And then I made that profession of faith that I believe this. Even if it was just a little bit, I began to believe it. And as I professed Christ and he, be, he came in my life and I became born again, everything began to change and I re began to pursue God. Uh, and God began to do all the heavy lifting. Thank God that we don't have to get up on that cross and be crucified. Uh, like he did that heavy lifting. He just gave us this incredible opportunity to believing that he did it for us. Right. And then we get that same resurrection power in our life to resurrect us from this sinful living that we've been maybe been living in for decades. I got news for you. If you've been a prisoner, you can be free. The, who the sun sets free is free indeed. Right. And you may be thinking whatever your pattern of addiction that you've been in, uh, that there's not a way out, that there's no doorway. But I promise you, as you begin a relationship with God and you follow Christ, you'll, you'll see something. You'll see the door that's been in front of you the whole time, and Christ will push that open for you, and you can walk right out of that invisible prison that you've been in for all this time. And you, in, in the door, you can't even perceive the door, but when Christ opens your eyes, you can see where He can open up that door, and you can walk right out of that invisible prison and begin to live a life uh, that that's one that you that's abundant, that's much greater than you've ever imagined. So, did it happen overnight? No, it's a process. It's a process, but we got to be willing to open up the Bible to get that revelation today. Yeah. And to be able to begin to begin a relationship with God and walk that thing out and stay in the fight. 
stay in the good fight. You know, if you're like me, you fought in a fight for a lot of years, but you're in the wrong fight. It's about getting into a relationship with Christ and fighting the good fight. Begin yes. to fight the good fight today. You can be free. He'll set you free. We're going to wrap it up for today. If you have any uh, questions or things that you uh, that you want to ask us, that we, you can message us, you can comment here, we'll get back to you. Uh, next week, we're going to be discussing the way out, the living out, of, uh, living a life beyond the wire, to live a life, uh, a new life outside of that invisible prison and don't forget to to start following us that we are on itunes now it's beyond the wire podcast make sure that you check us out begin to follow us uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep going god's leading us we're so excited about this ministry and the way that god has blessed us and, the, and where he's leading us and we would love for you to just continue to follow us on this journey that God has taken us. And we have more jokes. We have more jokes. Lots more we jokes. We got more jokes. Next Friday at noon, we'll meet you here.